It is Monday, September 25th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is Stephen Brault filling in for the vacationing Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. First of all, you are wearing what today? I am wearing my Pirates the Berg Little League uh, jersey that we wore, the Little League Classic we played in 2019, which was one of my favorite things I got to do as a Major League Baseball player. It was a hectic day, but I uh, fly out there in the morning. You hang out with kids all day. You watch a bunch of baseball, and then you go play a ball game in the in the evening. And man, just an absolute blast! What a cool place! Thank you for sharing the jersey. It's awesome. Let's uh, start with our tip of the cap, which goes to a guy. It looked like a scene at a little league game because he had such a proud parent out there. Orion Kirkering made his major league debut Sunday for the Philadelphia Phillies. Retired the side in order, a couple of strikeouts, and they kept getting shots of his dad, who was tearing up, not not for just seconds, the entire half inning. I loved every minute of it, bro. Yeah, I love it, too. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it's like. You know, hopefully, maybe at some point in my life, if my son, if I have a son decides to play baseball, then maybe we'll figure it out. But he might be a music nerd. Who knows? Um, but, like, if we have... I have my dad. My dad experienced that for me. And I my dad's a little bit more stoic than than this guy is. But I get it, man. It's because it's not just you're not just proud. You're the most proud that you could ever possibly be. But then also just that was a huge situation too in that game, you know, eighth inning up three, going for a hold. And now it's so it's pride and just overflowing amount of panic coming together. And it's creating a lot of emotion. I got no problem with it. You know, I don't think they have to show it as much, you know, let the guy have his moment, but it's still, it is still a nice moment. I, I love saying it. Yeah. And actually that one came from the Mets broadcast and I love listening to their booth. They were really appreciative and touched by the moment as well. So I thought they it was were, really yeah. cool. And by the way, Dan Brault didn't shed a tear when you were out there, kiddo. Uh, not that I saw, not that I saw, but, but okay. this, my dad, you know, it's just different. It's just different. I get it. I get it. All right, a lot of hard-hitting topics. Let's start out in the American League West, where Texas certainly made its presence felt. I don't know if they played the clip of the two of us both picking Seattle before they went out and swept them. In the meantime, Houston swept at home by the 100-loss Kansas City Royals. Tonight, we've got Rangers, Angels, Mariners hosting Houston. Did Texas just wrap up the division this weekend? Uh, No, no, it's not over yet. Uh, the Astros are sorry, not the Astros. The Mariners still get to come back and play against the Rangers if they do well enough against the Astros. So mm-hmm. they still do control their destiny, even though they lost those first few games, they still control their destiny. Now they just have to play really, really well. Um, uh, I was wrong. The starting pitchers did not work out for the Mariners. Logan Gilbert did pretty well, but of course that was the Jordan Montgomery day where he went seven shutty, um, looked incredible. Overall, I mean, that series, there was a lot of fight in the Mariners, but it was all too late. You know, it was it was too little too late after the starters from the Mariners gave up those runs and big, big loss, you know, big leads. It's going to be hard to come back from. But I mean, that's that series was a lot of fun to watch. You know, we got that Evan Carter coming up for the Rangers. That's just absolutely going nuts since he came up. The Rangers are doing way better. He's hitting over 300. He's got like four homers or something like that. Um, Doing great things. I, I just, I mean, that was a bad, bad staff, uh, bad staff collection for the Mariners. But the Rangers did it again. I mean, they almost blew two of those games. Uh, their bullpen, once again, still not doing it. So 
if those games had gone a different way, your headline would have been right because they, they almost did. They almost lost two out of three because specifically of the bullpen. Okay. Um, yeah, but it wasn't. And this is the reason I'm wearing the Texas hat because people were getting at me like nice prediction aged. Well, like I get it. You know, when you do shows every day, you're going to be wrong. And when yeah. you're wrong, you'll own up to it. So I will give Texas a ton of credit. In fact, my buddy CJ Nikowski, who calls games for the Rangers, he actually took our clip and put it on his Twitter and was like, well, well, well. Hey, listen, <laughs> good for Texas. That's awesome. They they actually deserve this because of everything that they've been through, right? They have tried this year to be the most competitive team possible. I mean, last offseason, they spent a half billion dollars on their middle infield. They continued to spend this offseason by giving DeGrom $185 million, bringing in Nathan Eovaldi, all that sort of stuff. Chapman. They made a couple of moves to try and strengthen their bullpen, but not enough, in my opinion, in the middle of the season. The bullpen was not disastrous this weekend. It wasn't. It did a good, solid job. It actually threw nine and two-thirds innings, gave up four runs. You can definitely live with that based on where they have been throughout this season. Right. So they were good. They were solid. Now, the big question is, can Seattle win a series against Houston, and can the Angels win a game from Texas? Because if not, it is going to be over before the Rangers even hit Seattle because now the Rangers have won the tiebreaker. Right. Well, I mean, that's this is the the beauty of this situation is that now we've got the Astros and the Mariners. We've got basically the same series we just had another huge series that is going to be really exciting. It's going to be incredibly competitive because both those teams just got swept. Uh, they're both going to want to come out and, and obviously get back to within that, you know, that spot with of the Rangers. But the thing is, we've got Verlander and we've got Castillo going yeah. in game one. I mean, we couldn't ask, once again, couldn't ask for a better series. Being a Mariners fan, still a great time. It's just a little bit more stressful than it was before. Um, but, man, the, the Astros did not look very good. Oh. Uh, overall, just, just got the beat. They just got beat by the Royals. It wasn't even, you know, it wasn't that e close. It didn't feel that close, even though the games maybe weren't big score differences. But I mean, that was their last homestand. They went one and five on the homestand. Uh, they've got, you know, they've got guys just struggling, not playing well. But you know, they're still the Astros. I still think they're going to be there. Uh, but you know, I think the the big things that matter for me is that Jose Urquidy had a good outing after uh, who was starting for them. Hunter Brown had yeah. another, you know, bad outing, and I think that going down the stretch. Urquidy has the experience. He's always been good in the playoffs for the most part. Uh, he went three shutout innings yesterday. He struggled this season, but he's a guy that I look to maybe take that spot going forward. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and then Brantley's coming back. That's going to help. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I love this series. I'm going to watch every game, but I don't know what's going to happen. I will leave you with this quote from Nathan Avaldi. He said, I pack for this like it's a normal seven-day trip. We can always buy more clothes on the road. Don't put that out in the universe. Say <laughs> I pack for a seven day trip because I plan on get my ass back to Texas to host the, the you know the wild card round. That's yeah. what you say, or the, or to get a buy, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, so, it would be yeah. weird if the Astros didn't have any more games this year, like at home this year. You know what I mean? That would just be very very strange. I don't think anybody really expected that to be the case going into this last week. I think that's kind of a surprise, and it's kind of freaking people out. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, great weekend for them. Ronald Acuna, right? Fifth member of the 40-40 club. I mean, could be look, 
who knows how many stolen bases it's going to finish. I think that he's going to end up being the MVP. Awesome job by him. Congrats to the Atlanta Braves. They've got a 100-win season. All that is the good news. The yeah. bad news is they put two starting pitchers on the IL. Max Freed because of blisters, although they think that he can time out to get back for the divisional round series. Remember, they're going to have the bye. Yep. Charlie Morton, though, will not pitch in the divisional round series because of a sprained finger. How concerned should Atlanta fans be? So I think, first of all, I'm I'm not concerned right now. No matter, Even if I think Freed is coming back, I think that's more cautionary. Blisters can be a thing that can keep coming back, and if you aggravate it, you know, it just won't go away. But really, if you just give it like a week, usually it's going to be okay. Um, so I think Freed's going to be fine. I think Morton might be out, and I think he might be out uh, longer than we think, or he might be set to a bullpen role possibly when he comes back because a strained finger – it's tough. I mean, that's it. It sounds dumb, but it's like getting turf toe in football. Like it is very, very hard to do what you need to do just what based on it, pain. What pain. makes it hard? It hurts. It really hurts. A sprained finger throwing a baseball with a sprained finger really hurts. Like, it, does it not allow you to grip the ball properly? You have to make certain adjustments or can you not even hold a freaking baseball? No, I mean, you're probably going to have to be you're, I mean, a guy like Charlie Morton, he's he's probably going to do everything he can to power through it. I would assume I think, but I do think it could affect him. That's all I'm saying. I'm still not worried though, because if you're the Braves, I, I believe that even with, even with Spencer Strider, who I guess is okay or whatever, and Max Fried and Bryce elder. And then, you know, they got some guys, Kyle Wright kind of maybe Houston. could be guys for them. Yeah. Uh, that their offense is going to be good enough to win with that pitching. I, I really do believe that. So I, I'm not I'm not worried if I'm a Braves fan myself. All right. Well, I, I really wanted to defer to you on this question. The blisters thing, the only thing I could ever think about was Josh Beckett. It felt like there was a year where he would get blisters like every other start, and he'd end up on the injured list. And you're like, what the heck is going on? So is it a thing where once you start getting them, it's hard to not get them? Or is the this problem, a... yeah, it's like getting, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know, like a, a cut like in a very annoying spot on your knee or somewhere that you move a lot. You know what I mean? If you don't give it enough time to actually heal, it will come back. It will continue to come back. And blisters are the same way because you're just you. We all have all pitchers have very calloused fingers, you know, and then when one of those calluses rips off, then it becomes a blister. And now you're just dealing with fresh right skin that when you put that amount of pressure on to spin it is going to bleed it's going to hurt it's not going to be comfortable and it will continue to come back if you don't give it enough time to get better but i think i'm hoping that it is more cautionary and it will have enough time and free will be fine i mean this all sounds just disgusting it's, it sounds horrible to me i mean hey, pitching is a little nitty-gritty i mean do you ever watch like the knuckleball documentary where they talked about the blisters they would get under their nails and stuff because Ugh. they had uh let me see your hands let me see your hands uh my hands i got the you know you got the blisters yeah. along all the creases and everything and then you okay. got weird you know the bumps on the sides from where you hold on to the ball do you have yeah. strong hands uh, i have I would say normally I'm not a very big guy, so my grip strength was always pretty good. Yeah. Did you do the hand in the uh, bucket of rice? Oh yeah, rice bucket. That was like a requirement when I was coming up with the Orioles. It was like such a cool thing to do. You'd dig your hand in the bucket, squeeze your fingers out, and everything. It's actually really hard, um, but they say it helps. I don't know. It was fun. 
Are you buying or no? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Okay. I know what you should all buy. Factor. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. We've now officially hit the fall. That's awesome. But your time is limited. You might have kids in school. You have to take them to practice. Maybe you are just a busy, on-the-go type person. You know what that means you don't have time for? Seven stops at the grocery store, meal prep, slicing, dicing, all sorts of stuff. Sautéing. Sounds great. Sounds awesome. Sounds like a bonding experience with that special someone in your life. It, it's not It's not happening. <laughs> you just do not have time for it. So instead of cooking this fall, we just want to make sure you are eating well. And with Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up as well. You still get the flavor and the nutritional quality that you need. So adjust your stride this fall without missing a step. You can choose from 34-plus weekly flavor-packed fresh, never-frozen meals, and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. You can also level up with the Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, asparagus, and oh so much more. I love it. Once again, I like eating. I don't like cleaning up all that much, so you can get rid of that. I love the fact that we don't have to turn to each other and say, what do you want to make tonight? You just open your refrigerator door, you grab it two minutes later, and you're going, mm, 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 it is good. So head on over to factormeals.com slash today50. If you use that code today50, you're going to get what? 50% off. That is the code today50 at factormeals.com. Go enjoy your grub. We continue to feast on the weekend that was in baseball. Twins, congratulations to them. They clinched their division. Brewers snag a playoff spot. They're about to win theirs. Which central team, in your opinion, is more likely to end up in the World Series? You know, my my gut reaction, just immediate, is the Brewers. That pitching staff, I, I don't care who they're playing against. The Brewers could just have a good series and beat anybody. If you're rolling out Burns and Woodruff and Hauser and Peralta, those four guys can all win you the game every day they pitch. That is a huge difference maker in the playoffs. The Twins don't quite have that. They do have Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray, who have both been really good this year. Uh, but I think that after that, you're kind of you're falling off a little bit. Twins, uh, they need Royce Lewis to come back. Byron Buxton is out. They need Joy Gal to come back. Uh, I mean, they're they're missing a lot of pieces right now that could potentially come back and help them. The Brewers look like a team that's ready to win. They didn't win their last two games against the Marlins. I credit that to they played 17 games without an off day. They went 11 and six in that period. So they were 11 and four before that happened. And as a player, if you play 17 games in a row and you win 11 of the first 15, you're feeling pretty good, especially knowing that, you know, you're going to be clinching that that vision soon. I don't necessarily say they weren't trying at these last two games, but I do think you'll see a different Brewers team tomorrow. You know what I mean? You're not going to see Rowdy Tellers pitching in the ninth down 6-1. That's just not going to happen. Um, but I do think that they're they're ready to go home and win. I think that pitching staff is really good. The offense has been solid. Uh, they needed an off day. They needed an off day, and they got it, and I think they're going to win tomorrow and clinch against the Cardinals at home. Um. Do you think that the Brewers are good enough to beat the Dodgers in a series? <laughs> so the funny thing is, I would answer no. As a team, no. However, baseball does not always depend on an entire team to win. 
sometimes it just takes one guy hitting a homer, which I, a lot of guys in the Brewers lineup can I get do, it. and the starting pitcher going seven to eight, and you know, then their bullpen coming out and doing a good job. So okay. possible, yes. Let me throw this at you. Do you think that the Brewers, let's say they were playing eight straight days or ten straight days or twelve straight days? Let's make it twelve straight days against the Dodgers and then the Braves. You think they win both those series? No, I don't. Right. I don't. And that's I, the I think point the here. The series creation here really plays into their plays into them a lot. It's the same thing with the twins though, because the twins are going to go play in a wild card series and they have two really good starting pitchers. I, I know that, but I like their chances better based on the competition they're facing. I really, I'm going to tell you this when we get to the American league playoffs, when, when I ask the question, who's the favorite to represent the American league <laughs> in the world series, you might get six different answers. Seriously. In, in the national league, you're going to get two. It's yeah. only going to be Atlanta, and I think they'll be the heavy favorite. Heavy. And I think you'll get a lot of people picking L.A. You might right. get somebody who goes with Philly because they've been there, they've done that, and they certainly have enough at a lot of spots. Right. Milwaukee's going to be far down the ladder, and that's why I would say the Twins, just based on the road they have to travel. Yeah, but, I mean, if let's see. I, I agree with that. I actually, this morning, when I woke up, it just hit me. I was like, I don't know much about the Baltimore Orioles. I should know more about the Baltimore Orioles. And so I typed in, I know, right? So I typed in to Google, why are the Baltimore Orioles so good? And I actually found a few really good articles that basically describe, you know, what's been going well for them and everything. And it's very helpful. But the one thing that basically everybody's saying is like, they're just good. You know, it's kind of different. It's, it's kind of old timey baseball. You know, they're just they're coached well. They play defense well. They pitch well. They hit well. They just do everything pretty good and they do it consistently. That sounds like a team that can win in the playoffs to me. If But they're also really young. So like people, you know, I get that. I do agree, though. The National League is crazy strong. We have two teams that are way there at the top and the American League doesn't quite have that. I agree. No. So um, I am curious. Twins, twins, I give a chance, but Brewers, I still, I still think they have a higher chance just because of that starting pitching. The one thing that scares me for the Twins, and people will say, "Well, they haven't won a playoff game since 2004." I get it. Those yeah. guys in that clubhouse don't give a shit for the most part. No. The one thing that scares me is the availability of Correa and Lewis moving forward. And the chief baseball officer, Derek Falvey, was on the radio on MLB Network Radio over the weekend. He said Correa has been playing with the plantar fasciitis all year. He's just going to have to deal with it when we get to the playoffs. As far as Lewis goes, hamstrings can be tricky. They need him in the middle of that lineup. He is I such do. a difference maker, particularly from the right side. If they don't have him, then forget it. Then I would take Milwaukee as the answer. So yeah, Okay, that's fair. I mean, I I just think I, I think they the Twins are an interesting team. I really do. And I think the Twins are going to be really good next year. I think they're going to be better next year. Uh, I would agree. signing Pablo Lopez. That. You know, I I think it's going to be good. All right, so the Twins and the Brewers are going someplace. The New York Yankees are not this year, and that Man. would be the postseason. New York eliminated for the first time since 2016. They'll be watching the playoffs. Aaron Judge, your thoughts? Yeah, a lot of stuff going on around here that you know, needs to be fixed. I'll tell you guys every year. You know, I'm not standing here talking to you guys after a championship. It's a failure. Got a lot of work to do. A lot of internal talks. A lot of a lot of stuff we got to get figured out. Do you plan on being part of those talks when it comes to what to do this offseason? Oh, yeah, I got some ideas. Hmm. How much of a say should Aaron Judge have 
during this offseason. Yeah, I, so in my notes, I'm just going to say the first line I wrote down is just, that's a frustrated man. And it is. That is a man who's frustrated. He's playing his heart out and playing really well. He got paid as a superstar. He is playing like a superstar for the New York Yankees. And he's frustrated that things are not going the way that they all thought it was going to at the beginning of the year. Um, I think he absolutely should have a say. I think that the reason you signed him to that and the reason that you believe in him and back him is that uh, he's a guy that you want to build around. So you probably should ask the guy who you're building around, you know, at least his input on things. Um, but also I'm, I'm curious to know what he thinks the problems are. Is it the player core? Is it coaching staff? Is it front office? Is it training staff, strength staff? You know, there are different things that go on in clubhouses that we don't really hear about on the outside. Um, and that could be something that he's more alluding to. I think people are going to naturally go, he doesn't like the players on this team. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. There could be other things going on, but I do think that he should have some input. Whether or not they listen to him and say, yes, we'll, we will do that, I don't know. But listen to him. Absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you? This isn't a case of LeBron picking his players and having them come in. That's that's not it with a 26-man roster. That's not what Aaron Judge is going to do. But you said it. There's so much that goes into getting you guys ready for 7-10 first pitch that we have no idea. And things that can be done better. Yeah. And I think, right? I mean... It's funny because Plouffe, he makes fun of managers these days. He says they are totally unimportant. They've become obsolete with essentially front offices handing them not only starting lineups, but either or situations and played out scenarios and all of that sort of. And I don't doubt that a lot of that happens. First of all, do you agree with that? Uh, for the large part, I grew up as a kid watching the National League and thinking it was funny that American League managers even got a Manager of the Year award compared to the National League where they actually <laughs> had to make moves. So now that nobody has has to make any decisions on double switches or anything like that, you know, whatever. But that's for another day, I guess. Um. So yeah, I I think it I, I find it interesting all the stuff that you covered with the behind the scenes because I think that a lot of that is what does matter. But you can see it on his face, like. So I hate to tell this to you, Yankee fans, but even if you had Aaron Judge for those five or six weeks that he missed, I still think that this team comes up short. I know he's a remarkable player, but there are some serious shortcomings with this squad, and I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong. I went after spring training. I said, I think the Yankees have the best starting rotation in baseball. They were all over the place yeah, with injuries and yeah. everything else, and They've got some questions because now Judge will be 32 next year. Garrett Cole's already 33. Rodon, who's got major injury issues over the years, is 31. Giancarlo Stanton is 33 or 34, and he had a horrible, horrible season. To yeah. just say that we're waiting for Jason Dominguez to recover from Tommy John <laughs> surgery and Anthony Volpe's going to make this monumental leap, that's not going to be good enough for this franchise. No, it's not. However, it has been good enough for other franchises before, as long as you add in other pieces. The Orioles are a great example. The Orioles, they ended up getting these guys that, you know, Rutschman and Henderson and everybody, and everybody panned out. The Yankees, that hasn't worked out. But Jason Dominguez looks like he's going to pan out. And so if you have Jason Dominguez, Aaron Judge, and hopefully a better Stanton in that lineup, that, that does anchor things a little bit better. But even their bullpen, which has a lot of really good pitchers, like Clay Holmes, who's just absolutely nasty and always has been, there has been a revolving door. They don't have a set real closer throughout the season. Things have changed around. That's kind of strange to me. 
in a Yankees team. You kind of expect a Yankees team to have a seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of been their thing. And we don't really talk about that, but you, you took for granted that we, that Yankees were going to win games because they've always had a really good bullpen. So when they're ahead, they won. And that was it. That hasn't been the case this year. Um, I don't think that it's an easy, easy fix, but I do think Aaron judge might have, some really good insight as to what's happening behind the scenes that we can't see. And, and that's what he wants to change. And uh, I am curious, you know, we've seen training staff get training staffs, like whole training staffs get fired. You know, you've seen whole strength staffs yeah. get fired. I mean, things change. So that'll be something to follow. Let's, let's see if they do what he says. <laughs> hey, I got something very, very exciting for everybody to be a part of this coming weekend in the John boy media community. Blitzball, Blitz Road to Billy's. It is a live, in-person Warehouse Games production. It'll feature a play-in game that starts at 11.30, followed by two semifinal games and the championship game, Blitzball Blitz. It takes place this coming Sunday, October 1st at 11 a.m. Eastern. All ages are welcome. Here's the deal. Early access tickets are 100 bucks. What does it include? Access into Billy's an hour early at 10 a.m., Blitzball Blitz t-shirt, an event badge, a lanyard, as well as the opportunity to be a part of an exclusive JM Baseball Trivia Contest and be entered in a raffle to participate in pregame warm-ups with the players. you got to hurry, though, because there's only 50 early access tickets available, so go get them now with your buddies. There's also general admission tickets available for $30 that gets you into Billy's at 11 a.m. to enjoy all of the Blitzball content. Head on over to shop dot johnboymedia.com or visit the link in the description to buy your tickets we'll see you at billy's and by the way we got to get you up to the warehouse at some point so you can play some blitz ball dude i know i want to do that so bad oh my gosh i i've i grew up playing wiffle ball you know like actual ball right. goals in a yellow bat um i've never played blitz ball but it looks so much fun and it looks like i would be really bad at it at first but i think i'd get it i think i'd get it uh no, no i think you'd be really good the thing is, you would have to figure out how to dial it down because you can't throw a pitch more than 69 miles an hour. Oh, that's that's fine. I can't throw anymore, Chris. I would just hit. <laughs> you literally can't throw a ball? No, I can throw a ball, but I would rather not right now. Got it. Give my arm a little bit of time. I understand. All right. Um, usually we have fun with our fifth topic. There were so many crazy things that happened in the world of baseball. I just want to kind of run through these almost like rapid fire. So let's start with... Um, Congratulations, Dallas Keuchel. Made it through 10 years of service time. The Twins all took a photo with fake Keuchel beards. Any desire for you to grow a beard of that length? Okay, so I just want to say I am physically incapable of growing that beard and have accepted that fact, and I'm okay with it. So actually, no. To me, that sounds horribly hot and itchy and annoying. This, This nice little take a razor and get rid of that stuff is easier for me. This is the length I'm going with. Uh, I have to clip it every few days. Anything longer, I start to eat my face. Yeah. That doesn't uh, that doesn't feel very good at all, and it no. doesn't look particularly appetizing either. Uh, Sunday night baseball. Our guy Miggy Rowe. He became the star when he was mic'd up. As soon as I start, sorry guys, I need to make this play real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're comfortable. Thank you. Thank you. Well, not that comfortable. It's the first time doing this, but uh, uh, I have to make the play for Lynn. He's going to get mad at me if I don't do it. That away, Rose Rotation co-host Miguel Rojas 
Listen, everybody knew how good he was with a microphone on. If you just listen to our show over the last three oh, yeah. seasons, mm-hmm. he's unbelievable. You feel better about your life when you listen to him. Would you have been willing to be mic'd up while pitching in a regular season game? Absolutely. We were talking about this uh, yeah, last time. I'm all about the gimmicks. Give me the gimmicks. Uh, no, but I would probably get in trouble for dropping an F-bomb. Like if I gave up a homer, you know, you can't control it. It just happens. So I would probably get in trouble for, you know, but hey, I would absolutely do it. Why not? Do you talk to yourself when you're pitching? Oh, an insane amount. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be kind of nice to actually be talking to somebody else. Maybe it makes me less insane, you know? Interesting. Okay. I would like to hear it. Um, Jeff McNeil. This one is Ouchville. We don't know if it exactly hit him in the wrong spot on the swing and miss on the pitch, but it was close as a teammate. Do you make fun of him or just let him be? Uh, no. So this is all situational. Uh, the guy went 0 for 4. So I, I would say if he had, if that happened, but then he had a good game, maybe the team won, you make fun of him for it after the game. 0 for 4, team loses, and that happens at least the next day at the earliest. Okay. Um, I've been hitting the balls, and it's there's nothing about it that makes you feel good or funny. There's nothing. There's no redeeming quality of it it's not it's miserable sorry we're gonna move on to the last one I just <laughs> i can't even get ugh. all right uh first time ever we had a position player on the mound when his team clinches a playoff berth so congratulations to rowdy telez of the milwaukee brewers also got a strikeout um are you happy for him or are you pissed that he actually got that shot to put them in the playoffs I'm not pissed. Uh, it's hey, like I said, 17 days in a row. Brewers are losing those last two games, but they know they're still going to win. Let they let them have fun. Finish this game fun, even though they're going to lose. Make the flight home happy. Take the off day in a good way. Positive vibes going to the rest of the season. I actually love it. I think it's a great move by Council. Yeah, Rowdy was like, you know, I haven't thrown since high school, so I'm going to get out there. He said I was searching for a left-handed glove. So I had to go <laughs> steal somebody's just to you know. Get out yeah. there and I had to do that for my major league debut because I didn't bring oh, my right. glove for my debut. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Whose glove did you have? Jeff Locke. The Locke Ness. Right. Jeff Locke. Former mm-hmm. all star Jeff Locke. Oh yeah. Shout out. Uh-huh. There you go. Dude, this half hour flew by. I, I just want to thank you again for participating and filling in for Floof over the last couple of days. You are a superstar in waiting, as we like to say. Oh, thank you very much. It was a lot of fun and I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Stephen Brault, I am Chris Rose. Ploof is back with us Tuesday on Baseball Today.